Hi there, it's Virginia Prescott, and this is another episode of the 10-Minute Writer's Workshop. Maybe you're among the many people who've seen an excerpt from Nelson Mandela's 1994 inaugural address that begins, Our deepest fear is not that we are weak. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Only Mandela never said it. It's really from a book called A Return to Love by the best-selling author Marianne Williamson. While honored to be mistaken, Williamson says she has no idea how the quote was attributed to Mandela. But her ideas and words get floated around a lot. She's known in some circles as Hollywood's favorite self-help guru, and she's written six New York Times bestsellers four that have hit number one on that esteemed list. Since we have yet to talk with a self-help author, we invited Marianne Williamson to tell us more about her process as an author of books about spirituality. This is Marianne Williamson with the 10-Minute Writer's Workshop. Well, Marianne, thank you so much for joining us. I'm wondering what's harder for you to write. Is it the first sentence of a book or the last? Definitely the first. I always think of myself as being pregnant with a book. You know, I remember reading uh, Annie Lamott's uh, great book, I think it was called Bird by Bird, right, about writing. And she is one of those people, and I'm sure on some level she's correct, about the need for a writer to write every day. I can't write every day, maybe on Facebook or something. But with a book, I'm one of those, when uh, Hemingway said, when the story's not writing itself, put your pencil down. I'm pregnant until it's labor. And until it's labor, there's no point in even trying. So the first sentence might be difficult. By the, by the last sentence, if that thing's not writing itself, then you're, you're in way deeper trouble. Are there personal habits that you'd encourage writers to take up or even to avoid to become more productive as writers? Well, I am a person who believes strongly in the power of meditation, prayer. Somebody once gave me one of those prayer candles a very beautiful prayer candle, and I used it specifically. I can't remember which of my books it was. It might have been Everyday Grace. And I remember it was very um, much a part of writing that book. I would light that candle. I would say a prayer about the book. May it come from the highest and so forth. I, you know, we, we are all at the effect of this barrage of modernity today from the Internet, and, and it's a political year, and, and just popular culture and the stress of the culture. And I think a writer has to inhabit a very deep, sacred, internal place to be able to be of value to the, to the culture that's so frenetic these days. And if you yourself are at the f- effect of that freneticism, what can you really contribute? So I think whatever it is for any person, uh, a particular room or a particular desk, uh, for me, I, you know, no matter what, how many desks I bought, it, it all, always comes back to writing on my bed. But, but I'm not someone who can just drop in at a Starbucks and write a page or drop in here, whatever, but, but then some people might, whatever that which, which really so aligns your nervous system with the activity at hand that you know you can really fall into a deeper place, whatever that is for you. And, and if that's Starbucks, that's Starbucks, whatever it is, though, to really honor that. What about for you, what's your personal worst distraction from getting work done? You know, it's difficult for me to find that place sometimes during the day. I'm someone who often finds that I awake in the middle of the night, um, 4.15, like clockwork half the time. It's like that witching hour. There's something about those hours and the negative ions and the, the very deep quiet, the deep quiet of, of those late, late night hours. So when I'm really into it with a book, 
sometimes my writing is like four to six thirty, where like I, I went to sleep at a normal hour, woke up, really find myself, my imagination, my imagination, a very rich flowing place. And it's very common then uh, two or three hours, then go back to sleep because it's harder during the day. Do you edit as you're going along or do you wait till the end? Oh, I, as I go along, probably more than I should. The, you know, when I say as I go along, but then there's another draft. And as any writer knows, you go back, you put a book on a shelf for a month, you come back to it, it's a completely different book to you. So you have insights a month later that are completely different than you have at the time. What do you think is the most common mistake that new writers make? Making it more about whether or not they'll sell, get an agent, have a bestseller, as opposed to what might I contribute to the planet. So the first-time writers, the same mistake I see is, is the general corruption of the culture. People wanting to be a bestseller more than they want to be a good writer. Well, how about, how about for you? How many Were you rejected several times before getting published? Now, see, I was, I was pure out of naivete. In my career, the niche of my career did not exist when I started. It didn't exist. So there was nothing to be ambitious for. And as far as a bestseller is concerned, my goal was, oh, dear God, please don't let me be embarrassed. Please let me sell enough that I won't be embarrassed. <laughs> I never would have dreamed. Oprah had never done that before. There, my, first, my book was the first one that Oprah got on, said best book, bought a thousand. There was no Oprah Club yet. So there was no, I have a vision of seeing myself on Oprah. Right. You know what I'm saying? It didn't, it, it didn't exist. So I was very innocent and pure and enlightened out of pure naivete, kind of idiot savant type stuff. What was the best piece of advice that you ever got about writing? I, I, I have gotten very little advice about writing, although probably the only piece of advice I've ever gotten about writing is a good piece of advice, and that is just start writing. Don't worry about if it's good or not. Just when you're ready, start putting words on paper. You will redo them over and over but if you feel in the mode and it's flowing, just start writing. Seek to be a vessel for something beautiful. Writing should be sacred. What do the great writers have to say? That's when I have received the most sucker, you know, or, or the letters to a young poet. When Rilke says, only be a poet if you have to be a poet, you know. He says to the, to, the, to the young poet, just as Hemingway says, if, if the story isn't writing itself, put the pencil down. So when I read, you know, the greats, I mean the greats, talking about creativity and writing, that was not personal advice given to me, but to me it was advice given to the ages. Marianne Williamson, thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we hope that left you budding writers and spiritual aspirants feeling inspired. You'll find plenty more words of wisdom from all kinds of great writers when you subscribe to the 10-Minute Writers Workshop. Just go on over to iTunes and hit the subscribe button. And if you like the podcast, please write something of your own, a review. It'll just take a couple minutes and really helps others to find us. The 10-Minute Writers Workshop is a production of New Hampshire Public Radio. This episode was produced by Sarah Plord, Maureen McMurray, and me, Virginia Prescott. 